for my product on culturally relevant response sustaining revitalizing literacy instruction i decided to create this podcast that won't only highlight what i learned but capture my beliefs regarding this topic through personal reflection as well as through talking about practices that i plan to use in my classroom so for the first step i want to talk about what i learned in regards to culturally relevant and responsive practices in the classroom most of this information i learned through jennifer gonzalez's podcast historically responsive literacy a more complete education for all students in which she interviews goldie muhammad about her framework on historically responsive literacy so this is a framework that was designed to improve the academic performance of all students but especially those students of color and those from culturally and linguistically diverse backgrounds this is done by relating directly with the curriculum in the standards side of the content that we have to teach in the classroom and how culturally relevant and responsive practices can play a role through teaching the standards and the curriculum in the everyday classroom. She starts by giving the analogy though about how the current the curriculum, the current standards were designed for certain students specifically the white students and the analogy that she gives is through a dress a designer makes a size 2 dress but someone's a size 10 and even though they try to fit into it it just does not work and that is currently what our curriculum and our standards do is they were designed and have not been changed so They give certain students more opportunities while making others feel like they have to fit into it. And it just doesn't work, which puts students at a disadvantage who are from culturally and linguistically diverse backgrounds. She talks about her framework and how this can... How historically responsive literacy can change this and help make students feel more welcomed in the classroom and that they're not just trying to fit into this size to dress. Her framework has four layers, those being identity, skills, intellect, and criticality. She goes into depth about this framework as well as these layers that I'm going to tap on in her book, Cultivating Genius, an Equity Framework for Culturally and Historically Responsive Literacy by Goldie Muhammad. But to go back to these layers, the first layer being identity for students to be fully engaged in school, they must find it relevant in order for Students to find it relevant, it starts with their identity, um, who they are, and who they want to be. Getting pulled out 
in the classroom, in the curriculum, and in the standards. This is especially important for students of color to see themselves represented in the classroom. This can be through children's literature because so often children of color may see themselves represented in negative ways. So in the classroom, presenting and representing different cultures in a positive light helps students see their identity and make that connection to how it is relevant with their education. This ultimately just helps students learn about themselves and others, creating an inclusive classroom environment. To go off on a little side note here, I believe that in order for any of this I'm going to talk about to be successful as a teacher, I have to know my students. I fully believe in spending the first few weeks of school getting to know my students, getting to know their identity. You can't bring it into the classroom if you don't know about it. So what cultures do my students come from? What is important to them? And even addressing my own biases about these when I think of students, this student comes from here, so this me is me, they can slash can't do that. At this point, all of that needs to be critically evaluated so I know how to best employ these practices in my future classroom. So off of that tangent and on to the second layer, skills, uh, this is just tapping on to how our standards are skill-based. And just because you are bringing students a voice into the classroom and you are letting them have more freedom of expression, that skills are not relevant. All of this can be done. Your class, students can have a voice, can be fun, and can be engaged in what they are learning. And skills can still be taught. Intellect is going to be the third layer that Goldie Muhammad talks about. And that is, what do we want our students to become smarter about? Uh, knowledge that is being taught in schools, as tapped on before, is so skill-driven. It is students should be able to do X, Y, and Z which not all the time does help students outside of the classroom. So what do we want our students to learn about um, culturally relevant and responsive literacy instruction? talks about how teaching and learning should help students learn new knowledge, angst concepts, new histories, new people, places, and things is what Muhammad highlights. And that becoming smarter about equations in math class and citing evidence, that's skills. But we should drive away from that and start tapping into intellect. 
students having knowledges that can be applied in the classroom and ultimately in the real world to be activists in their communities. That is what that third layer intellect taps on. Fourth layer, criticality, and my is this more important than ever. Currently, students need to be critical in what they are hearing, what they are absorbing, and have a foundation to discuss their point of views and think in a way that allows them to understand power, equity, anti-racism, and other anti-oppressions as what is currently going on in the world should be discussed, should be brought up in classrooms to help students develop this foundation. Um, This is done by having teaching and learning practices that help students understand power, equity, anti-racism, and this is done through reading, writing, thinking, taking what is going on in today's world and seeing how that relates to history, investigating the different standpoints, um, looking at the marginalized point of view, and really developing a full critical picture and being able to apply that to the real world because ultimately our students need to know how to make these critical decisions, think for themselves, what do they believe in, and this all starts by that coming out in the classroom. So this framework is not designed for these layers to work separate, but to work building on one another in the classroom every single day. Um, They're called layers because of that, and ultimately, Muhammad reflects this to history and how by having culturally responsive practices and history instruction and letting students look back see and apply these layers they develop a perspective on these standards curriculum that is being taught where they really do see themselves no longer just making that dress size as size two but expanding it to other students in the classroom so the next part that i'm gonna talk here in this podcast of mine is on culturally sustaining and revitalizing learning instruction in regards to native american learners in the classroom and how this can be done to not only improve the learning of our Native American learners but those of every single student in our classroom by using IEFA and authentically integrating it. So culturally sustaining and revitalizing pedagogy does take a look at how the United States at one point in time, set out to erase Native American cultures, their belief system, and um, languages as well. And that bringing in culturally sustaining, revitalizing practices is a way that 
can reclaim or revitalize what Native American learners lost through this process. And that is super important because at one time we were trying to erase this culture and now it is important to sustain, revitalize, and bring it back and look at this through terms of other cultures. We don't want that to happen. We want every culture to be represented in the classroom and this can be done by looking at how at one point in time a whole culture was wiped out and how more importantly it is to sustain and revitalize those. So just a tad bit of personal reflection on this is that my grandma herself was dropped off at a boarding school with the intention of our culture, our belief system, and our language getting erased. This still does have a damaging effect on my family's history, as in my grandma does not fully learn know her language. She knows she grew up, her mom spoke um our Sioux language fluently, but because of this process it was lost. She is trying to learn and bring this back which I think is so important to bring into a classroom is to talk about these languages reintroduce them and even if that helps one student want to relearn or dig more deeper into their language that is one way that these can be sustained and revitalized in the classroom um it is just about utilizing native culture and language to impact achievement, especially in these native learners. So practices can be done that allow students to deeply connect to their uh, communities, and that is what sustaining and revitalizing pedagogy is about. It is valuing the languages, the practices, in the ways of being in the community, in your classroom community, this is done by choosing books that reflect this. Another way in another culture of staying revitalized and pedagogy that I think is not seen in schools as much as schools connecting to their communities and educators having conversations in their community to know what the desire is and bringing that in through schooling so that was how culturally sustaining and revised pedagogy can be used in the classroom um, to help Native American learners and to help others learn about that culture that at one time was lost and hopefully makes students feel empowered to want to learn more and keep that culture sustained and revitalized so other communities can be sustained rather than eradicated like many Native American cultures were. So so that 
taps into what I learned in regards to culturally relevant responses sustaining and revitalizing literacy instruction. I firmly believe that it is so important to get to know students, their culture, and what they're bringing in to the classroom as well as as an educator look at my assumptions that i'm making about that student that could even come from my old background having native american students in my classroom and just assuming that they have a history such as mine which might not always be true and should not be assumed rather than spend time getting to know that student and learning actually where they come from, and what they're bringing into the classroom with them, and practices to use that are culturally relevant, responsive, sustaining, and revitalizing. I have tapped onto some of those um, with that being bringing, representing children through literature, and representing children's cultures through literature by picking stories to read in the classroom, stories to have in the library that reflect that as well as just through discussions um so often i think talking about what's going on in the world can be taboo but there will be a point in time where students are confronted with the world and have to have that foundation and that all starts with students having discussion through these culturally relevant responsive sustaining and vitalizing practices bringing this into the classroom letting students learn more about themselves and about others through our literacy instruction